ButcherBox makes it super easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty. And ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your front door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at ButcherBox.com forward slash WP and use code WP. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. I've personally never tried therapy, but I've heard from friends it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com Waypoint to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Waypoint. For those who are losing sleep at night because it's been a few weeks without a Gearbox talk about bass fishing, fret not. Today is all about that bass. Professional angler Dean Rojas is here to talk about all things cold weather bass fishing. We'll hear about what baits never leave Dean's boat, his recommendations for new bass anglers, advanced tips on how to fish a cold front, bank fishing advice, and he's going to give guidance on slowing down your retrieve and changing lure size when the water is cold. Now this show is all about cold weather bass fishing, but given Dean's success on the pro circuits, I think it's going to have your blood pumping hot by the time it's over you're going to be ready to get out there and wet some lines but first i have two things two requests for you first please subscribe to the show hit that bell icon subscribe if you're listening to the podcast you don't want to miss out on this kind of advice and it comes in a weekly show every single week we're having people like dean on to talk about advice on gear tactics all of that good stuff my second request is to have you text this to a buddy who could use the cold weather fishing advice all right that's it let's get after it this is dean rojas on gearbox talk You know bass fishing better than anybody. You got more than a, around 100 wins. I think like top 20, you've got quite a few racked up there, man. I think like 60 top 10s, uh, multiple at the very top slot. And, you know, I'm very excited to get a guy like you on to Gearbox Talk here. Winter is here. It's cold and, and the fishing has changed. And I really want to dive in to t- help people understand how to fish these winter months. Uh, does that sound good to you? Yeah, sounds great, Brad. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I've been doing this a long time, so 
hopefully I have some experience to pass along to your viewers. I think you will for sure, man. Before we dive into the winter stuff, I wanted to just ask you, you know, everybody's got got those favorite uh, baits that are tackled that they kind of carry around with them. What are some of the things that never leave your boat? Well, it's uh, that's a loaded question because geographically, wherever that's at, being here in the Midwest, uh, you know, I always like to carry baits that cover different columns of the water in the top, the midsection, and then down, down below. So everybody knows, you know, my frog deal. I mean, that's something I throw all the time. It's my Spro Bronze Frog for surface type deal. Now, the frog deal, well, this time of year is, is waning because the water temperature is getting colder, so you're not going to really get that. But depending on the part of the country that I'm fishing, Top water is, is always a really good uh, deal on that. Uh, and then second, it's, it's my, uh, my big bite fighting frog, which is uh, the four inch model. Uh, but this time of year, I usually go to the three inch uh, because we're about bites. We just want to get a, a bite. So uh, the biggest thing I can tell to your uh, viewers is to downscale your baits, line, weight, hooks, and, and lures. So anything like a three and a half inch to you know, maybe four is, is about as big as you want to go during the fall and winter months, you know, going into the winter and so forth. And then at that point, um, it's, it's hard to really leave like a, a, a small crankbait. And uh, this is a Spro Little John. Uh, it's a great little bait that runs about, uh, you know, five or six, seven feet. But it's a, it's a perfect little bait that you can throw that is going to get a lot of bites. And you can fish it, you know, from 50 degree water temperature all the way to a 90. That really doesn't matter. The fish will will get to it. the The cool thing about it is it's it's narrow, and that's what you want. You want that real tight shimmy action in the winter time and in the fall. Uh, they don't want something that's moving a lot of water. They want something that's a little little shimmy in it. So, uh, flat side is a better deal when the water starts getting cold and in the winter months. So, um, for that, you know, like I said, it's all about you know getting bites. So I, I throw a lot of small stuff during the winter time. Uh, and the fact of just trying to generate, you know, a bite or two in, in the tournament, you know, or when you're fun fishing. Are any of those, or, or maybe it's a different bait, I'm kind of curious, for new anglers, is there anything that's a little bit easier to get get some action on? You know, there's not as much mastery of the tackle. Is there something you'd recommend for a newbie? Well, for like, for that, for, for a new guy, you know, most of the people, you know, that are new, they, they fish a lot of spinning outfits. So, you know, spinning's very popular. It's, it's very easy to, to use. It's, it's probably the thing that, uh, the majority of your recreational fishermen will mm-hmm. do uh, for that, especially your weekend anglers. Um, and, and, and the spinning outfit is more uh, utilized better if it's for light line applications. So again, we want to go with small baits, small line, you know, uh, rod action, you're about 6'10", you know, 6'11", in that range. Seven foot's a little big, but the small baits, you can see there, that's a little Big bite cane thumper there. That's wacky rig, uh, a little gamagatsu, like a number two uh, G finesse hook, and then a small little drop shot blade. It doesn't have to be tungsten; it could be lead or whatever you might have. And then basically about an eighteen foot or eighteen inch leader on there. Uh, now this is something that's going to generate a lot of bites. Okay, you're going to get you know small fish, uh, medium fish, and, and occasionally you're, you're going to catch a big fish on that. But um, this is downscale is, is you're going to get uh for for small you can go smaller this but for for numbers and for uh, for catching both species of spotted bass uh small mouth you know or large mouth the spinning outfits is the way to go 
Nice. Um, all right. So, so now we'll start to kind of dive into a little bit more cold specific. What's your, your approach to fishing a cold front? What you got any specific lures you tackle? If, if they're in that cold front changing a, a little bit of the water temperature and the air temps kind of moving in. Yeah, that, that, that's a, so you're talking about right during the cold front or after the cold front when it's coming in. Yeah. Like when things are kind of changing or well, do both. Let's hear, let's hear both. I'd like to hear your approach to both really. Well, when you have a, a front coming in, that, that's the time to go fishing is right before it or when it's happening, that's when they're going to bite. And so you're, you're, you're able to, to get a lot more bites if you're, if you're you know, moving, a, throwing a bait that has a lot of action, you know, moving uh, a booming bait, because they're, they're going to feed right before the, the front. And the post frontal is, is the hardest time to catch them where you really have to slow down. So what I do on a, on a pre-frontal when it's happening, throwing a, you know, a crankbait, a uh, shad pattern or a crawdad pattern where it works well, uh, a spinnerbait, different sizes for, 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 for different places. This is a little three eighths. This is like a three quarter, half ounce, five eighths in that range. But you know, depending on the pond, lake, river, wherever you're fishing, you want to downscale. So I, you know, when the, before the front, I would probably throw the bigger one, but after the front, I would, I would scale down the small one. What brands so, do you have there? I'll throw a link to them in the show. Okay. Um, it's an Epic spinnerbait. Awesome. Okay. And uh, the thing that to remember, whenever the front passes, it's, it's, it's usually the best day. It's the best fishing day to go out and fish, but it's not a good catching day because you have a lot of high pressure. You don't have any clouds. You don't have any wind. It's that flat, calm, you know, no clouds, high skies. And the fish have already fed with the water temperature being cold as it is already. They've already done that. So they're, they're good for the next, you know, day or two for it to pass. So, when it, when it gets to that point, I tend to look at areas of the lake. Um, they like to hang around rocks, any kind of where there's a, a causeway, you know, or a launch ramp or anything that has rocks or, or structure coming into the water, that's where they're going to be up next to. They'll be up underneath the docks too, if that's what you have uh, in, your, uh, in your place of where you're fishing. Um, and I think the number one thing that I do is I, I throw a little crankbait. And again, this is a little scroll, a little john that I throw, and it's, it's, it's a, it gets a lot of bites and that's what you want. And you can, you can modify, you know, your, your retrieval. Um, generally you want to, you know, depending on how cool the water got after the front, uh, will basically tell me what kind of speed I want to use. And again, you want to let the fish tell you what, what they're doing and how they're going after the bait. But, um, you want to imply different actions and cadences to where to draw those fish to strike. So a big thing is to go to like a five to one gear ratio reel. Uh, on, on your baitcaster, uh, 6.3 might have slow down a little bit, but that will keep it in the strike zone longer when it, when it hits the structure and you pause it, it gives that, that fish just enough time to grab the bait, uh, when it, when it's going by. So, um, and then if, if you don't have rock and you've got a lay, a lot of lay downs and, and you're pitching, you know, to, to cover and so forth, that's when I, that's when I pick up the, the big bite, little fight frog. And that's more of a, you know, a baitcaster application. You can use it on a spinning if you'd like, but a small Texas rig, um, you know, you're probably only fishing, you know, less than five feet of water, six feet of water in that range. They're going to be tight underneath the cover in the shade. And that is the key. You want to concentrate on the shade because that's where they're going to be sitting at. And so with that, you know, I, I like, I, you know, pound test line, you can go anywhere from, from 12 to 14 pound test line. This is Sunline Shooter line that, I, that I've used for many, many years. Uh, it's a great all around fluorocarbon that you can use. It's best in the market, but it's, it, it's very sensitive. 
uh, very strong, very abrasion resistant, exactly what you need when you're fishing in and around posts, docks, laydowns, any type of structure that's coming into the water. And the key there, Brad, is to slow down, slow your presentation down, give the fish a chance to get your bait and keeping the strikes on a little bit longer. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about slowing down in just a second. I wanted to hit something. This You kind of led into a question I was going to ask you about, and I think your answer is probably going to be around the same neighborhood. But, you know, a lot of our audience, they might be new. So they're doing kayaks, maybe. But a lot of people are still bank fishing uh, for their bass fishing. You gave a few ideas on areas to hit by foot. But, uh, you know, how, how do you approach bank fishing in the wintertime? You kind of mentioned a couple of areas, but are there anything else that people should focus on? Well, that's how I guess we all started was bank fishing. You know? <laughs> that's right. I'm, I'm pretty well versed on that. Uh, but uh, again, keeping in the mind that you're, you're, it's, a, it's wintertime, you got to slow down. Um, and, and probably the most popular bait out there is, is like a, a stick bait. Uh, now, this is a, a big bite stick bait here. Um, it's a super salty uh, five inch, but it's, it's, it's a very easy bait for a novice to fish. Okay. It's basically just, you know, a straight worm. You could throw it weightless or you can put a little weight on there an eighth ounce or three sixteenths, whatever it might be. Um, during that time when it's cold, I would try to use as less weight as I possibly could because you want that slow action as it's dropping. Okay. That's what you want on there. And you can pair it up with the um, the the hooks that I use. That's that's the deal right there. Uh, I use a three aught extra wide gap. I know you, that's you know, and sometimes I'll go to a four aught. It all depends. But um, I'm just going to show you real quickly how to rig it up. It's just a, a, te a Texas rig where you're going to go in just like that. You're going to about a half inch in there. You're going to pick it out of there and slide it up there to the top so you can see what we have here. Okay. So we're going to turn the bait around on the hook. Okay, so it sits nice and straight and flat. We're going to take the hook and we're going to pitch the bait and we're going to drive the hook all the way through. So the cool thing about this bait, it has a hook slot. So the hook is actually hidden mm. inside, the, even though it sits nice and straight, but it, more importantly, it's weedless. So you can fish it right. around brush, rock, you know, docks, you know, whatever, lay downs, and you're not going to get hung up. So this is great for the girlfriend, the kids, whatever, or even you if you want to go out. Uh, you know, you're going to get a lot of bites on this. Again, slow presentation. I'd probably recommend, you know, 12-pound line. I mean, that's that, – you can cast it a long ways. It's super sensitive, and uh, it, it can handle, you know, catching a big fish. So you can throw it on a spinning rod, bait caster. It really doesn't matter, whatever your preference is. But as you can see, it's, it's, it's really easy, and uh, you'll get a lot of bites on it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm no – advanced angler but there is nothing more frustrated when you're getting started than getting tangled up so that's a great advice for getting started uh, of something that's going to be less frustrating get more cast out of it and spend less time trying to to dig your uh, your bait out of the water <laughs> especially from the bank because you can't move to it <laughs> you want it to be a positive experience you know so it's about getting bites and having fun and, and you know not keeping them out there for 10 hours you know they're miserable when they're ready to go you need to pack it up and go, you know, because you want them to come back, you know, that way you leave on a positive note on, on that sense. So the more people are positive, the more people go fishing. It's good. Yeah. Now you, you kind of talked about with the frog overall, you're changing the size up a little bit. Overall, is that your strategy with everything in the winter? You're going smaller. And can you talk through the rationale behind that a little bit so people can understand why that is? For smaller, uh, for the baits itself, um, like I said, it, it's, it's to, to get bites, generate bites. Um, there are times on tour when 
you know, you have to throw a little bit bigger bait, obviously, for, for bigger fish to, you know, to try and to do better. Um, you know, the 12 and 13, 14 inches aren't going to cut it. But if you're just a recreational angler, you know, the fun is, is in the catching, you know. So for me, I, I like throwing a little rattlebait as well. I mean, this is a small little uh, spurrow ruku shad. But, you know, there's different sizes. This is like an eight. This is a, a half ounce here, okay, a little bit bigger. And then you can go to a, four, you can go to a, a, a five eight, something bigger. Now, you can, you can cast this a long ways. Uh, again, this can be thrown, you know, on a bank, you know, on a bank or uh, in a pond, a river, wherever it might be, or even around grass. Uh, it does have trouble hooks that are hanging down, so you're more apt to get hung up. So make sure you're where you're casting at. It's it's not in and around uh, stuff you you know you can you can get hung up on. So um, a lot of things times too when you're out there and it's difficult sometimes when the water's cold because the, the bait fish aren't active, but if you can see them dippling or so forth, or trying to get an idea on the size uh, that the, the fish that you're seeing, you can match your baits to that size, uh, and that will help as well in, mm. in your lure selection uh, for that day. Awesome. Um, you know, one thing I have a great show with Stephen Taylor, which we'll, we'll drop in the the links to this, and, and I've had uh, a couple other people on to talk about fishing, and the one thing consistent with fishing cold water is is talking about that slow retrieval. Can you talk about why you slow down and what that does for the fish and why you need to change your approach in the winter um, and, and the impacts of that on catching them? Yeah, the first thing is understand the biology of the bass. I mean, so like they, their metabolism is directly related to the water temperature. So obviously in the summer, they're, they're burning a lot of it off. So they got to keep eating, eating, eating. Not so much in the wintertime. Uh, it's cooling down. They don't have to eat as much. That window shrinks on when they actually feed. So uh, there's, there's two ways of doing that is, is one is timing is the big thing. Uh, two, and it's just uh, having the right presentation during when they want to bite. Uh, and I know that's a, that's a loaded question, but if, if you know an area or you fish a, a river or a lake, and you've, been, you know, you've had success in a certain area, those fish pretty much live in that area. So, you know, you just got to change your technique, slow down and throw, um, you know, different styles of bait to try and generate, you know, strikes. Um, and I have a process that I go through that. I, you know, obviously I, I throw something that's, I can get a reaction by first, you know, if, if they don't, if they're not in a chasing mood, then uh, you need to slow down. And that way, you know, you can uh, hop a small, you know, a, a root shaft in the grass or on the bottom, you know, or, or slow, slow on a crankbait, you know, in and around the area. And if still no bites after you're slowing it down, then you, you slow way down. And then you go ahead and pick up, you know, the stick, you know, <laughs> you know, or uh, you know, the fighting frog. Either one of them. Slow your presentation down. Crawl on the bottom. Don't be in a hurry to bring it in. Each cast will probably be a minute, minute and a half. You know, you're you're working the bait. You're feeling it down there. So you want to think about you know where the fish will be positioned and how you can entice the fish to bite. This time of year, I mean, we've talked a lot about the beginner advice. This, this is my last question. I always like to kind of get everybody's like the one thing. And you're probably not going to have a one thing. I know you're, you, you know, pro anglers, you guys work through a lot of tools. You kind of just said that. Um, w- what is your one thing that you're going to come to at this time of year first? You know, the, the most reliable piece of tackle that you like personally? I would have to say a, a soft plastic bait. You know, um, it, it's going to get you the bites no matter if they're active or inactive. Uh, and, it's, and it's a bait that, the novice, you know, can really learn um, the bottom content too by feeling everything that's on the bottom uh, as they're working it back, you know, to the boat or on the bank. 
whether it's got grass or rock or brush pile or whatever it might be out there, that line, the rod, is, is telling everything, you know, the sensitivity is showing you and feeling, you're feeling everything that's going on down there. So that helps you, you know, to, to change baits if you need to or what they're hanging on um, will, and for all that. And, and so like the biggest thing is, is to really be aware and open your mind up and just think about things and evaluate it. You know, you have to think about, um, you know, am I, is it too flat here? Do I need to go to a windy bank or, you know, is it cloudy or sunny? There's a lot of things that you need to think about on how the fish bit, where was he at, what were you doing, and, and, and you know, can you duplicate that somewhere else, you know, because um, that is key, is really re is breaking down every little bite that you get. And when you do that, you have the right tackle, and you're going to be successful on the water. Awesome. This was great advice, man. I, uh, I always learn a lot from the anglers because I kind of mentioned like I'm an outdoorsman, but I, I'm more of a very casual angler. I love to hunt. Like that's where I get excited, uh, and spend a lot of my time doing this show from talking to guys like you and Steven. And I had a uh, Polish Pete on, and you know, I, I love being around you guys. I'm, I've actually started buying some of the stuff that I'm learning about from you all. So I'm excited about this stuff now, and I appreciate you coming on to, to for for my sake, selfishly, but also helping the newbies out who tune in to to learn. So, thank you so much, man. Uh, do you want to give a little shout out where people can kind of follow along with your story on social media? I know you, you're on a couple different platforms. Yeah, Brad, uh, thank you for having me on the show. For first off, it's always uh, cool to introduce new people into fishing and to teach them, you know, how to go out and, and have an enjoyable experience. You can go to Dean Rojas Pro Angler on my Facebook page. Um, Instagram is Dean underscore Rojas, and then Twitter is Dean Rojas 452, which is my world record catch that I did back in 2001. So those are the three big, big ones that I got. And uh, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, man. We'll drop a link to all that in the show notes. Dean, thanks so much, man. You, Brad. All right. Dean. All right. That was a great show. All the gear that Dean mentioned in the show is in the show notes. And just a reminder, if you want to buy any gear, we make a commission off that and we're going to donate a portion of our proceeds to Raise Them Outdoors. Raise Them Outdoors is an awesome camp that I'm involved with. They help teach kids to fish and do other activities in the outdoors. So by buying through the links, you're not only supporting Go Wild, you're supporting Gearbox Talk. You're also supporting a nonprofit that is all about getting people into the activities you already love to do. If you enjoyed this show, you're definitely going to enjoy my shows with pro angler John Hunter, tournament angler Stephen Taylor, industry veteran Polish Pete, and I have other shows that are coming out all about bass fishing. Make sure you subscribe. Drop some comments if you have more questions. I'm going to be having other professional anglers on the show. I'll ask those questions next time. I am always looking at the comments. My team scours through those to make sure that we're hitting topics that you guys find valuable. That's it for me today, though. Thanks for watching. I'm out. Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, 
Secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat. All these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie.